Yo, Counterattack Podcast with myself, Daps. Um, Lamin's not here. Spence ain't here. Spence is out coaching. Lamin is out coaching. But we've got someone who is um, accomplished, I should say. Is that, is that fair to say? Oh, I like the sound of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. Who's <laughs> yeah. accomplished? We've got, um, yeah, a more than worthy replacement. Um, we've got Jamal Campbell-Rice. Mm. I said that there's no there's no clan clap. So uh, I'm just waiting for the ripples <laughs> yeah. in the background. Yeah. No, thanks for that. having me though. No, 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 it. it's good, man. It's good. How are you today, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Very good. Okay. Um. So for those of so for those people that don't know you, um, do you want to introduce yourself? Where you at? Yeah, Colchester, no, isn't it? Yeah, player coach at Colchester. Um, come out of the blue, to be honest. Like, uh, see, at my age now, I'm like 36, going on 37. When you 36? Um, April. Do you still want to play like that? Yeah, I can, I'm still fit enough. Mm. Still fit enough. And like I'm training most days, playing games still for like... So like my role is uh, 23s player coach. Mm. So like I train and play within the 23s and coach. Yeah. That. So it's good. Like um, it's different because mm. obviously for the last 20 years, all I've done is play first team football and yeah. got I think over 550 appearances under my belt. Um, I see that on the wiki Yeah It's a lot of appearances Yeah A lot yeah. of clubs But yeah like um, But Do you know what I'll be brutally honest I didn't think the coaching thing was I just didn't think that was my, my lane mm. And I'd done my B licence A couple of years ago in, in Northern Ireland And I just said Nah Definitely not for me And I got the call Because it was like Still playing The playing role as mm. well I just thought nah, Let me go and try it out Do you know what I love it it's, Oh is it? Yeah I'm getting Under get 23 as well yeah, the under 23s. I think that's a it's a difficult age, probably the most difficult age to to coach because when you get to that sort of age between 19 and 20, 21, 22, them players really should be first team footballers. Mm. So they're like the ones that are the most frustrated because they're always looking over to the first team, wanting to get there, mm. but they're not quite ready yet. Um so it's a difficult, it's a lot of ego massaging yeah. and all the rest of it. But now I'm enjoying it day to day with the boys and all the rest of it. It can be like a lot tougher on them than, than mm. like under 18s or 16s as well. Don't you ever feel this? Because I'm glad you're not under 23, coach. Congrats on the role, by the way. Thank you. Um, because if you at 23, if someone said to you, like, come join us, be mm. in the reserves, it was the reserves back then, yeah, be in the reserves, mm. what would you have said? The thing is, this this new under 23s thing, it's, it's all new though, isn't it? Mm. So like this, this been around now for like five six years now. Yeah, or maybe is it, it is it even that long? I don't know if it's even that long. The under twenty three football. I'm sure. Because there was twenty ones. I don't know how. Oh how yeah, long, yeah, twenty. Yeah, there was twenty ones, but I'm not sure how long the twenty threes has has been going on for. But like I've been playing first team football since I was seventeen. Mm. So like, and I know that was like been on like a few loans and all the rest of it. But I was still exposed to men's league football. Yeah. Um, but obviously there's different routes to it now and. We've got players that they've recruited from like the non-league, you mm. know, because you know a lot of players are like busting through the non-league yeah. now and that. So it's an opportunity for them to do that. They they bring them in obviously, and normally the non-league players are a bit rawer than the ones mm. that have been through the academies. So I suppose it's good from that standpoint. But the ones that have been in the academy from the young ones and all the way through, it is a frustrating period for them, like doing that twenty threes football and all the rest of it. Do you ever tell them? Well, not you're not going to tell them this, but. Um... Do you ever look at him and just think though that you should 
really and truly go out and play men's football. Yeah. At the age of 23, man. That's, that's, no, 100%, that's... no, 100%. See, like, at Colchester, do you know what? At Colchester, the, it's probably the most perfect club for me to learn my trade with what I'm doing now, mm. the coaching. And they are big on the younger boys going out on loan. Yeah. If clubs want them, like, we've got a couple of players now that are doing well, and they just want them out. Because they're nowhere near the first team. Because uh, to be fair, our squad's so big yeah. and everyone's fit. But um, and that's probably the only reason why. But they're nowhere near it, so they just want them to go out and play men's football. Mm. And it, and to be honest, it's, it's non-league football, but it's still men's football, which yeah. which is what they need. Do they ever? I mean, have you not still got that link with Morden? Yeah, country? yeah, yeah. It's going really well. Like um, Morden, I think they're top. Obviously, they got to the second the round FA of the Cup. FA Cup. Mm. Um. The boys so, from Colchester playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We there's a there's a few of them. We've got uh, Tyreek Hyde who's doing really well, Alamin Kazim, Billy Cracknell. Um, so there's a there's a there's a few of them mm. um, that that are doing really well there and they're getting exposed to it. So it's good. You come across any like you mentioned egos, but any of the young boys that's got that attitude and you're just like you know what. If I was your age, you know, <laughs> I, I think I think in this day and age, all the kids are like that now. Got that ego and attitude, and because when I was that age and coming up, I say that age when I was like 17, 18, and I, I come for a Charlton, mm. and the first team no, they we're, used to, we're gonna get into yeah, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they used to like if I like I'm because I'm small and that I've always I've got like mm. a big character and I, I was a little runner man. They used to just put me in the bin upside down and John Fortune, <laughs> Kevin Lisby. All their man, Jason Yule, like, and it was it was wicked for my upbringing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like that way of getting in with the first team. But now you do that, you're under pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, they have got they have got attitudes, man. They have got attitudes. Yeah, no, it's it's very different. I was talking to we had um, yeah, Owen Price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had, when we had Price, he, he was talking about. It. He was just like the attitudes are just yeah. it's, a, it's mm. a different thing. Now. Yeah, it's mad. And I find because obviously I still play in it, mm. so I find that. With the younger players It's a respect thing There's, there's still mm. that thing But some of them You just can't talk to them Yeah I think Do you know what Since I've come in And My The respect levels That they got for me Is mm. is there Because they can see that I've played it And I'm still Kind of current yeah. And I'm still training And playing with them So I think that they respect That I They First thing first, If you come through the door The first thing I'm going to respect you for Is you kicking ball Yeah You know what I mean And they can see that I can kick ball so I think I got the respect from them from the jump off of that. Mm -hmm. So, and then the way I talk to them and all the rest of it, they know that I've been there, done it. So whatever I'm telling them, I'm telling them for their for their good and their well-being. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I wouldn't even. Normally you've got Spencer. Spencer's a, he's manager of Wolfram Abbey now as well. Okay. And um, yeah, he's got patience. And you need that. Oh my God. I ain't got yeah. patience. I couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah, you need that. They'd kick me out of the club. Yeah, you need that. Trust me. But funny story, and I mentioned this to you when I when I was messaging you. Um, at our first live show, I think it was, obviously we've had three sold out live shows. Just saying. Mm. Um, bravo, bravo. <laughs> yeah. At the first time we've had, um, we had Anton mm. Ferdinand. And then um, I was meant to get the clip up, but I, I, I didn't get it. Um, I don't know where in the video it is, but it's on YouTube if, if you need to go and see it. Basically, someone asked him something where it was like, was there ever a moment where you felt like you, you maybe didn't want to play football or, or whatever? And I don't know if you remember this, but he said he came up against you when he was at West Ham 
I don't know if he was in the youth or whatever. He came up against him and you just tore him a new one. I'll tell you exactly when that was. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you exactly when that was. It's it's mad. It was it was actually a pre-season friendly. Uh, and I had, and I was still at Charlton. I'd gone on loan. Well, I'd gone on trial to go on loan to Leighton Orient. Mm. Obviously, I was still a youth. Yeah. So, and at the time, they had, it was the last pre-season game. Yeah. And they'd brought me in and two other wide players, like, yeah. for the trial to, like, sign for... I think it was like half the season or whatever. And I lot and I played a couple of games or whatever, whatever, been training. The last game was against West Ham at uh at Orient's ground. And it was like obviously Orient, West Ham, yeah. rivalry. Like it was it was yeah. jam. I was sub, come on. And I was dancing on <laughs> <laughs> I was dancing and I scored a banger as well. And that just sealed my loan move. Uh. That just sealed my loan move and Obviously, Anton went on. So he's played, gone on to play at a top top level yeah. and all the rest of it. But yeah, I'll, I'll take that one to my grave <laughs> with me. Yeah, gladly. But I guess so funny because if you go back and you know what, when we're done, I'll I'll clip it up and send it to you. Mm. But when he was saying it, he was just like, "Listen, boy!" Like even hearing, like seeing him go back in his mm. mind of all the players that he's he's ever come across, where he's just like, "No, this is a long." He mentioned you. No, nah, that, that's humbling as well because obviously, like I said, Anton's played at a top, top level and mm. he's been a top pro for for many, many years. So for him to say that and even remember that game, then yeah. I am humbled by it. Yeah, no, nah, that's, that's mental. That's mental. Um, So obviously you started at Charlton. Mm. It didn't quite work out. No, I didn't. You know, it was a great... It was a great... Um, it's a great club for me to learn my trade and all the rest of it. I had some very good coaches that helped me along the way. And um, I always think, should, did I leave too early? Because I was still on a three-year contract. Yeah. But because I'd been out on, out on loan so much, I was like, I can't come back in and just sit in the reserves. And I just forced a, a move through to Rotherham mm. just because I just wanted to, you know, when you get that feeling of playing men's football week in, week out, the fans, doesn't matter if you're playing in front of 2,000 or... 10,000, which it fluctuated week to week. Mm. But then to come back and play in the reserves and play in front of 70 people, like my head was gone. And I was only, like I said, I was only a kid, but I just wanted to play. Mm. I just wanted to play as many games. How as does that force in the move come about? Um, I just knew that, because um, I'd done well at uh, my last move before I went there was Chesterfield. I went mm. to Chesterfield and I was flying and they wanted to sign me. And to be fair, I was, I wanted to get the, the deal done. And then Rotherham come in for me. They were bottom of the league, but they were in the championship. Mm. So I was just, I've always said I wanted to play as high as I can for as long as I can. Yeah. I've got a list of all your um, clubs here. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So wait, Charlton, mm. you had three low moves. Mm. Do you reckon you can name all your clubs? Um. Yeah. In order? Uh, yeah, I could give it a go. Go on, go yeah, on. Shall I give it a go? Go on. So Charlton, then went to Leighton Orient, uh, Wimbledon, yeah, Chesterfield, uh, then went to Rotherham. Would you did you like it at Rotherham? Because you played quite a quite a few games. Or was um, just, yeah, over two years. Yeah. Um did I like it at Rotherham? I was the only black man in the dressing room. Oh, so that was the first time I was ever exposed to that. Did you get the microphone jokes? <laughs> Nah, I want no pile over Natsa. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my boys. He was there, so he kind of like took me under under his wing and looked after Good me. Baller. Like, he's a bad boy, trust me. Um, so where did I get to? Yeah, Rotherham, then Southend, uh, then Colchester mm. on loan yeah. from uh, Rotherham. Cause, so what happened was I went to Southend on loan from Rotherham, um, agreed a deal uh, and all the rest of it, but then they couldn't agree a fee when the end of my loan... So then I was like in limbo, refused to go back up to Rotherham. I think I read something about that. Yeah. Then went to Colchester. Mm. Um, I got two promotions in that year with Southend and Colchester. We both got promoted to the championship. Ended up site, ended up agreeing a deal with Southend. Went yeah. there. Southend to Barnsley. Who was your manager at Southend? Uh, Steve Tilson. Um, did you enjoy playing under him? Loved it. Yeah, I could tell because <laughs> when you look at the appearances yeah. compared to like some of the yeah. earlier ones. Yeah, loved it. Uh, he it was a club. It was just like it's like a family club. Mm. Like everyone got on. Like and his assistant was Paul Brush. He was my manager. Like who brought me to Leighton Orient on yeah. loan. Yeah, he was. He was. Them two were like they were brilliant for me. Like mm. Brushy was unbelievable. Uh, so Southend. So Southend then got my moves to Barnsley. Um, Barnsley had a, had a very good spell there. Very very good spell. Yeah, loved my football up there. Uh, then went to Bristol City. Yeah? Yeah. Am I doing well? Yeah, um, Bristol doing well. City. I feel like you've just gone on my memories before you come here. No, no way. <laughs> I've never been asked this question before. So then Bristol City, then from Bristol City, I had a loan move to back to Leighton Orient. Were you able to go there because of your previous... Um... So when I... To, so what happened, Derek McInnes, the Aberdeen manager now, mm-hmm. um, he came in in my last year... Uh, they got rid of um, Steve Koppel. Yeah, he left. Derek McInnes come in, and uh, now actually that's a lie. Keith Millen was after Steve Koppel. He took the he was all, he was the assistant manager there for years, mm. and then didn't work out. Millie was a he was a good coach. Not sure he was a, a good manager, but very very good coach. Um, and then Derek McInnes come in. Then at the time we had Albert Adoma on one wing mm. and Yannick Balassi on the other. Oh come on! So like. They were, and at the time, they were on absolute flames. Where's this Bristol? This is Bristol City. Mm. They were like what, a joke. So, like, where's um, Doma? Is he still at Middlesbrough? No, Doma's at uh, Knott's Forest. Oh, he's gone he got He got promoted with Villa last year, ran down his contract, went to went to Forest. Mm-hmm. So, he's there now. Um, and then when I saw the manager, because I weren't playing, I said, Look, my, I'm at the end of my contract's up at the end of the year. I need to get back, back playing. Mm. Didn't let me go for ages. And then let me go to Orient come because uh, Kevin Nugent, he, I played up front with him before when I was at Leighton Orient and then he was assistant manager with Russell Slade at Orient. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was where that link come in. Russell Slade, bro. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he, I've really liked him yeah. as well. So they had, and went back to Orient, uh, had a little, had a few games there for a couple, and back end of the season, then went to Notts County. Is this where Notts County, Notts County had the money? Yeah. Is that was that the... Keith Curl was the manager? Was that why you went there? I just, I just need, <laughs> do you know what? Like I was dropping down, I was dropping a level down mm. back to League One, but yeah, they were ambitious and Keith Curl was very ambitious. Yeah, and he he's one of the best managers that I've ever. Is played he still for. managing Keith Curl? He's, he's a, a good manager. He's man. at Northampton. He's they're flying. Oh, is that, he's at Northampton. Yeah, oh, okay, they're cool. flying. I saw him the other day, and um, he he how he got sacked was to this day I'll never get it. Mm. That was probably one of the best teams that I've ever played in. Yeah. But without a striker, 
That's all he was lacking. And they refused to give him the money for a striker. We wanted Jason Scotland and he was at Ipswich at the time. Yeah. And Jason Scotland wanted to come, just got paid up. So I wasn't asking for a lot. And they, you'll never believe this. They offered him a hundred pound a week. No, he never. Not Jason Scotland. They offered him a hundred pound a week because they know that he got a, he got to be fair he got paid up like oh, a still. nice. I know. So and then he ended up going to um, somewhere in banging goals. I think he ended up going. Was it Swansea that he ended up going? And was just Jason Scotland did go to Swansea. I don't know yeah, if it was. And he was thingy, yeah. no, or was it Barnsley? One of them clubs mm. anyway, and he was he was letting yeah. off and like and he was desperate to come to Notts County, so Keith Kerr was vexed. Anyway, long story short, um we were just lacking a striker. They sacked him when we was with a game in hand, we was outside the playoffs, mm. just outside the playoff places. And I think we I think that was in like February, March. And then uh Chris Kwamia come in. Couldn't stand we, had, we couldn't stand and we had our differences and I let him know. Wait, wait, wait. What what were the main differences with Chris Kawamia? He just he just wasn't my type of guy. Let's put it like that. <laughs> we had differences in opinion and I made that known. And because I was I was like the main man at that at that time. Mm. So he couldn't really tell me nothing. Yeah. And I thought he like he snaked Keith Curl a little bit. Mm. And I didn't rate that. Oh, what was he? Um, at the he, club rock, yeah, he was on the plane. He was on the staff. Yeah. I think he was dealing with the kids. Mm. And then apparently he was going behind the, the gaffer's back to like the chairman and blah, 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 saying he's doing this wrong, doing that wrong. Really. Do you only hear about this after the fact or you kind of see it? Like, um, no, I spoke time. to, I spoke to Curly and he just. Oh, just. Yeah. You know what I mean? It. So anyway, back to my clubs. After Knox County, then I got moved to Sheffield United. At Knox County, I was flying. Yeah, like I was for two years. I was like, and and at that at that time, I was like 30, 31, 32. Mm. People, and that's when I was thinking, I'm like winding down. Yeah, but I got my move to Sheffield. I was like a joke. Got my move to Sheffield, and under Cluffy, he signed me. Mm. And again, I was the only black man in the dressing room. And what's that like for you, though, man? Um, do you know what it? That doesn't It's never bothered me I mm. don't care about Things like that mm. Like When I'm in state When I've played at Mill Umpteen times Or wherever And the racist Racist remark Like pe- some people are, Like can't hack it Yeah Some people like Get emotional What's your worst like, game That you've played in For all of that At Mill Mill Yeah <laughs> sure. oh, they, they don't play No games I, When I was a kid I was at Mill mm. And I'd be in the stadium Watching the first team Remember Paul Eiffel And Stephen yep, Reed. Yep. And they'd be doing monkey chants to him and like, to you player. black bastard and rare, rare, rare and this, that and the other. And I'm in the stadium like sitting next Steve to Reed, do... Republic of Ireland one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. It were honestly like, they don't play no games. When I played against them, they let me know the colour of my skin. But <laughs> I used to just turn around and laugh. Like, I honestly, things like that. Some people get really affected by it. Mm. And I just never have. It's a way of the world, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like, obviously, it's more scrutinised because we kick ball and yeah. we're in a public eye. But it's like, you go down the street, you go in an office, like, mm. there's racism. There's racism all over. It's just, you know what I mean? So what, would you would you not agree with, like, the whole walking off and whatever? Not no. really. No. I, personally, listen, everyone's different. It's what makes the world go around. Mm. But I just see it as a, as a sign of weakness. Yeah. Personally. What, if you walk off? Yeah. Yeah, we walking off for... Where? Uh, 
what, what are you walking off for? Because somebody calls you a monkey or a, a black bastard or like, you get called that like in all walks of life. Mm. You know what I mean? You go to a, you go to another country, you go to Spain. Mm. They're so racist over there, but like, what are you going to do? Not walk down the street? I think for me it's, so when Haringey did it, mm. I mean, if they, they did it in it, but I think had, had it done something, mm. I probably would have agreed. But this, but this is my point. So, with all the implications that the FA and the UEFA and all these people are trying to put in place, is it really stopping it? Yeah. it it's... So, when when they ordered the replay of the game, mm. just normal replay, mm. no repercussion or not, I was just like, but, but this, just but this is, nonsense. but this is my point. Like, if there was. If the repercussions were that strong and it's stopping people from doing it, and mm. like we're talking about a worldwide sport here, yeah. like how are you how how are how are we gonna stop that? Like mm. it's impossible to like point out, oh, he's banned from from the stadium. Like, so what about his mate? And you always yeah. hear as well, like because it's like a society issue to think that you walk into the stadium and instantly you're not racist anymore. But listen. That's just me, in it? Mm. Like I said, I respect everybody's own opinion on it. Like I, I played with Danny Rose mm. and he's spoken quite openly about the racism and mm. it's not, and, and it's not right. And it's, it is disgusting. Mm. It is. But I just don't know what walking off is going to do because you still have to play the game. You have to replay the game. You're mm. still going to receive the racism. Nor You're still going to get the chance just like for me I've always been able to put that at the back of my mind and it it makes me run harder yeah. it makes me want to kick you harder it makes me want to score a goal it makes me want to take you on even more do you get what I'm saying mm. but every that's what makes the world go around everyone's different what would you say your your, your strongest attribute is or the strongest part of your game the dribbling yeah just you think you still got that uh, or do you... I can beat people now but yeah. I, I used to be rapid yeah but obviously like I'm not I'm not quick anymore so I beat people with my intelligence, mm. one twos, or just moving the ball or whatever. Because I used to play. Obviously, I'm, everyone knows me as a winger. Yeah, yeah. But like now, when I play for the twenty threes, I play like centre midfield because mm. I can handle the ball and, and all the rest of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I do remember you being rapid. It's mad because I just know rapid. Yeah. So when you say that, yeah, I was just, yeah, I was, yeah, just, got that I was just, I would literally get it, be touch, touch, push, and go. Mm. Do you do you think that because um, when I was younger and I was on the wing, I had bare skill, mm. bare. But I had a coach that took it out. Yeah, that's 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 been known. That's what coach just took co- it out of me. And- coaches and like we've got we've got a couple of players at Colchester now. We've got one that springs to mind. Got unbelievable feet. Mm. Sometimes does does his tricks and his flicks unnecessarily yeah. and all the rest of it. But, and, I, and I'm trying so hard not to be hypocritical mm. by dragging that out of him because I remember my upbringing, coaches, Jammer, just move it, just move it. Yeah. Oh, just put, and I don't want to, I don't want to take that out of him. Mm. I want to encourage him to do it, but in the right areas and get the right end product. Mm. So it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult balance because you can get frustrated on the side as a coach. That's the that's the thing we spoke about earlier on in the show, the patience thing. Yeah. When you're standing on the side and you're coaching <laughs> and people are like doing stuff and you're like, ah, don't do it like that, do it like this. But 
I'm still in that mold where I'm a player so I can half relate. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? But you see when you're coaching now mm. and then obviously you're on the pitch with them as well. Mm. Do you rip into them? Or is it so like... I'm more ripping... I'd, listen, I'll never I'll never rip into people about giving the ball away. Mm. Lionel Messi gives the ball away. Yeah. Like Xavi Alonso gives the ball away. Iniesta gave the ball away. Like nobody does that. But everybody gives the ball away. Mm. One, one thing I will rip into people about is work rate. Because that, that should just be a gimme. That's bottom line because no matter how good you feel in the morning, mm. by the time you that nighttime game comes, you'll be feeling different. You think, oh, I feel good. And then you're feeling dead. Yeah. But And you might have a poor game, but that doesn't stop you from running around mm. and putting a shift in. So that's the, probably my one thing which I will pull them up on is work rate. Okay, cool. So you don't be shining at them on the pitch? No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty calm. You coach them through the game? No, I'm not really one of them. I'll give little pointers. I'm not one of them screaming and shouting and saying, mm. here, there, go there, left, right, up, down. Nah. Do you still want to play first team football? Yeah, I mean, I've still got the bug. you got to remember, for 20 years, I had that three o'clock mm. feeling. Like, I'd prepare right on a Friday. I'd train, come home, mm. put my feet up, eat right, do everything right, wake up Saturday morning knowing that I've got a gate. And now that, like, that's just gone. No, but so that's what I'm saying. Is it... Like, without getting into too many, too many details about your whole setup or your situation, is it a thing of, like, your coach, coaching the under-23s, you're playing with the under-23s, and that's you exclusive? No. Or if you do well, mm. would they be like, nah, play with us? Yeah, I'm still on a playing contract. Oh, so, okay. like, I can still, if they, like, had injuries and or if they was on a bad run and they needed me, mm. then I'm available for selection. Yeah, I went to watch Colchester. Three weeks ago? Three, four weeks ago? Against who? Ipswich. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ipswich. Um, shout out Frank. Noobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, Theo. you know Noobs, yeah? Yeah, and yeah. Theo. Okay. So, um, yeah, they got me tickets. Nice stadium. Colchester? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's proper. I was the so training, shocked. You've been to the training ground? No. Like, so when I was there before, like, all that, must be over 10 years ago. And um, so we, have you heard of that old stadium, Leia Road? No, I remember it. Yeah, Leia Road. Like, yeah. that was like... It was like a shack. Yeah. And then we used to like get there. Something on yeah. That sort of we used to go level. there, like either sometimes train there or we drive to like a university mm. and all the rest of it. And then when I signed back and I went to the training ground, I was like, whoa. Like, where's this coming? The training ground? Like they're doing, they, they do, they're doing things properly. Yeah. Because even when I went to the thingy and so they got us the tickets. Well, news got, got, got the tickets and then he left them, went in. I picked up the tickets now, expecting just to be out on, you know, mm. with everyone else. And then went up to the players' lounge. Yeah, yeah. It's proper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do things right. The chairman, the chairman's really good. Mm. Like he's really good. He he's all about progression and he's all about the youth, mm. which is it's really good. The setup there is really, really good. Okay, cool. So you you've got the bug to still play. Yeah, hundred percent. But do you have the thing in you where it's like, are you content playing with twenty threes or is it just like Nah, you know what? I need to play that first team because if this season comes, I mean, and and you haven't really played that many first team matches, mm. and then whichever club comes in, like, listen, nah, listen, I'm, for us. I'm yeah. I, if if a club come knocking, then that's a bridge that I'll have to cross when I come to it, mm. and I have still got the bug, but at the same time, like I'm 37 in a few months, so yeah. I know that Mike, I'm not just starting; I'm coming mm. to the end. You know what I mean? And I've had a, I've had a, for me, I've had a fantastic career. I would have never envisioned me having the career that I've had, mm. but I have, and I'm proud of myself. So, and if I can kick a little bit of knowledge from what I've experienced 
onto the next now, which is what I'm doing mm. and helping them kick on and carve out a career for themselves, then I'm happy to do it. What's the... Um, you know you're very media trained, by the way, isn't it? I can tell you've been... Really? Yeah, you speak. Yeah. <laughs> I've not done a lot of media Like this is This is just me Like a Just just another intelligent black man isn't it? Uh, I hear that still mm. I hear that um, What's What's the The mindset like When you know Obviously you've been doing this for 20 years mm. But when you know it's coming to an end mm. Does that On your mind Like Does it weigh on your mind Or is it like Do you know what, what I've been I was saying cool. this to my missus Like um, Shout out to missus Yeah Yeah Big up I was um, Like it's tough mm. Because I keep on saying this And I keep on saying it But this is all I've known For 20 years mm. it, Being a footballer Yeah Getting up Like Going training Being in the change room The banter Ripping into people mm. Me getting ripped just banter all day, every day, training, home by half 12, one, two o'clock the latest, mm. picking up my kids and just having the rest of the day to myself. Mm. Now I'm getting in at, I get in at the crack of dawn, I'm in at half seven, I go in the gym for an hour, then I'm prepping sessions. Mm. I don't get home till five, six o'clock every day. So it's, and without that, without that bug of playing. Yeah. You know what I mean, so it's like, a, there's a void in my life right now. Mm. And you know, when, do you know what? For the last couple of years when people are saying that they're depressed and like um, mental health stuff and all the rest of it, I didn't get it. Mm. And now I, I understand. I'm not saying I'm depressed yeah, or anything yeah. like that, but there is a void in my life. And mm. now I understand when people do say that they've got mental health issues, mm. I get it. Because like, there's some days like I, I'm looking over at the first thing and I'm like, I really want to be back over there. Yeah. Like I miss it. I miss the boys and I miss the banter and all the rest of it. And it's something that can't be replicated. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I have found it tough and at date and some days I find it tougher than others, but you know, life goes on and we have to move on. But what do you do for that? Because I, I always say that's why it's important to Okay, so a couple of years ago, which is when the whole podcast started, and people on the podcast probably hey, you mentioned it again, but I broke my leg a couple of years back, a couple of years back. And then um, for me, it was like, because they told I'd broke two band fib, mm. snapped. Wow. And they said, um, I won't play football again. Cool. I knew I'd play football again, but there was a moment where, or a period for like a month, where I didn't come at the house, I didn't do, I had a big, you know, the big friends, yeah. I had all of that. And then I was just like, what if I don't play football again? Mm. Like, what do I do? And I didn't get depressed, but, my mind was just like, I was shook. Question yourself. Yeah, like, like, what do I do? What do I do? So I started the podcast, started other bits and bobs. Like, and I realized that football wasn't my purpose in life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's what I do. It's what I know and I love it. But it's going to end one day. Yeah. And when it ends, my life ain't going to end. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So um, I think it was very big on, I mean, I was very big on just knowing what your purposes yeah. do, you, do you get what I'm saying so for you is it a thing of like outside of football you don't know what you want to do or is it literally the coaching gonna do you know, do you, I, I, you know I can be completely honest with you for like the last no, I'm straight for the last like i say five years six years obviously like when you get to 30 mm. I was big on what am I um, what am I gonna do this that and I actually convinced myself convinced myself that 
I didn't want to be in football anymore. Like after mm. like I've stopped playing. Mm. So like there's a big wide world out there. I want to do something different. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm getting to that stage now. And it's like, I just love, love the game too much. Yeah. Like, and I've tried to convince myself, but it is all I've, all I've ever known. And yeah, there's like, I'm not saying that I'm going to be a coach and blah, blah, blah. This is all I want to do. And, but for the time being, like I said, that there's a void mm. that I'm trying to fill right now. And like, um, and I am really enjoying what I'm doing. I've got some, some good people around me mm. um, at Colchester that are helping me along the way and trying to make me the best coach that I can be. But now I'm really enjoying it. It is, it is good. It is good. I actually thought that I'd go into like uh, recruitment, like scouting and all the rest. Oh, we made recruitment, like no, no, no. no. I always that. thought, like I, I actually thought that, like I fancy, like going into, um, like going like different countries. I don't know. For example, working for Chelsea as an international scout mm. and things like that. So I love watching games. Are love watching, yeah, I love watching, watch, yeah, 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 I love watching games. Spurs, yeah. Even Mourinho appointment. Um, Mourinho is a winner. Mm-hmm. He's a winner. I don't agree with. So, Mourinho is a winner, but if you look at Pop, Klopp, Guardiola, their styles and all the rest of it, Mourinho is mm-hmm. like a dinosaur. Yeah, because he he's on that sit back counter attack stuff. But where that's not Tottenham's DNA. Mm. You know what I mean? But what's Tottenham's DNA, please? To- they're just like they're just like a poorer version to Liverpool, innit? Okay. Like the high intensity, in your face press. This, that, and the other, like play high, high, high intensity football, and they've been good at it for the last couple of years. I didn't know if that was the right thing to do, get rid of Pochettino, but Mourinho's come in, and I thought that was such a bad decision. They've rushed it for me. They've rushed it, but the man's done so much for Spurs in the last four years. Do you know what I mean? And it was like overnight when that was mad. And then Mourinho, I think, I think they probably, obviously, I don't know. I think for them. Something wasn't right behind closed doors. You took the words off my tongue. Mm-hmm. Like, there's underlying issues. Yeah, it has to then, be. Because for, for them to sack Poch and mm. literally 12 hours later yeah. have Mourinho in place, they probably saw Mourinho was available, ready to come, and then they just put, you know what, it's just... I don't think where Tottenham have been in the last four years, um, I don't think that they could afford to let Pochettino go without having a ready-made replacement. Yeah. Like, they, like, Five months ago, it was in the Champions League final. Imagine that. Yeah. Like, if they had won that, then what? You know what I mean? So it was that close to being successful and mm. all the rest of it. So, like, even though he got there, it still looks like he has done nothing because he hasn't won a trophy. Mm. So... And the top- thing is... So the thing is, as well, he, done, he didn't ever come across as trying to get out of the club. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? I think Daniel Levy, I think, has been made... Known that he's very difficult to to Is get he? on with, and yeah, like I, I've I've read a lot of stories that when it comes to transfers and all the rest of it, he's very difficult to deal with and all the rest of it. And the same, look at Tottenham, like they're spending, and it's only like this summer mm. where they brought in Ndombele and Lacelso and Sessignon, mm. where they've actually spent a bit. But in the last few years, they've spent nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and that must be frustrating for a manager because you go and see Liverpool and even Arsenal and and that Man City and Man United going and mm. spending this money because to compete, you have to, like, you have to compete, you have to do it. So yeah. he's been doing that on a shoestring budget. So, like, he knew that it was going to come to an end sooner rather than later. And he's just frustrating. And the thing about Tottenham is that 
I'm, 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 I support Arsenal so I'm happy about this. But the thing about Tottenham is that for me, looking from the outside, for the last two, three seasons, two maybe, they're only a couple of real good signings away from really yeah, yeah, competing. Yeah. Mm. And it just never came. Yeah. And Poch must know that. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And yet... No, I 100% agree. Like, we've been lacking. I know we've got Kane and, yeah, he's top quality, but... Is he worth us? Um, I think in this day and age, you'd have to say yes. To you, is he worth us? No. <laughs> no, because I grew up on R9. Shake my hand for you. Yeah. Oh, on, on R9 and people like that. Batistuta and... Yes. You know what I mean? Baggio and like... Yes. Pepe Signora and like, Signori and like... Come and like on. Harry Kane, he's like... He's brilliant at what he does. He scores goals. Mm. His hold-up play is brilliant. He's got no pace. He can't beat people. But there aren't... How many world-class players, strikers is there? Lewandowski, Aguero, mm. Cristiano Ronaldo. And after that, scratching your head. Well, this is what I'm, this is what I'm trying to say, and I'm not going to get into this because it always starts a big debate. People start tweeting me and that stuff. But... Because of the, the level of strikers I grew up on, mm. some... so. You mentioned Batistuta. I always use this one. Batistuta wasn't in his day considered world class. Mm. Very, very good striker. Mm. But he claps all over Kane for me. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But then now, because there's not many about, mm. I must now call him mm. world class. But that's the thing. People get it twisted and like they say they say that he's world class, but they I think they they can only say he's world class because there's not much else to choose from. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think when you see, um, it's not just about Kane. There's a lot of players like this. So I think I always say the key moments where you might not even need a goal from him, but you just need a big performance. Yeah, yeah. He I does, say the he, same he, about he Ozil. Does he doesn't. Nah, no, 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 no. No, but listen, Ozil has got so much ability, but when it comes to big games, he does nothing. He he does nothing. Uh, cool. Not talking about Ozil today. <laughs> <laughs> Sensitive subject. Yeah. <laughs> no, to be honest, I'm I'm gearing more to that. I used to be like, it's the people around him. Then it was like it's Emery. But but then the same thing I say about other other players where there's always an excuse for them. Mm. I found that I was doing that with, with mm. Ozil. And it's not a thing where I question his ability at all. Because ability. But if we're being really honest when it comes to Ozil. Like, regardless of whatever the reason is, there's too many off games now. I just want to see him do it in a big game that, that mm. means that really means something. Or just like a game against Liverpool or Man City or Man, where he is that guy that. But I tell you what, that 5 5 game against um, Liverpool, he played all right. And then Emery dragged him. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, I, but I, like I, that cup game you're talking about. Yeah, but he was he could only do it in the cut because Emery wasn't playing yeah, him in the thing. But like this is the thing, like in all these years that he's been at Arsenal, like you can highlight one game. Like this is the problem with it. Which game? Like the one that you just said. Oh, no, okay. there's other games. No, but I'm talking about in against proper opposition where he's taken a game by the scruff of the neck. United and you're we saying beat them 3-0. Chelsea we beat them three nah, 0 Like he just doesn't do it in Leicester. He Leicester doesn't. beat them two one. Like, don't say Leicester ever again. What do you mean? That, that was a that was a big performance. No, but he just he just doesn't cut it for me. 
just doesn't quite. You know, your, your, your time on this podcast has come, has come to an end. <laughs> yeah. It's annoying me. No, no, I'm playing. But um, yeah, overall, um, no, not Emery. Forget that, man. Um, Marina, you happy with that? Um, per se, like I think he'll he'll, I think he'll get that winning mentality in Tottenham. But you guys got to back him in the in the transfer market. Yeah, you know he like to spend P as well. Yeah, man, because he ain't the he ain't the guy to coach the current crop mm. to get them some. Yeah, he likes some he likes some ready made players, which yeah. is cool, which is cool, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think he'll get the best out of Ali, though. He is at the moment, so far. Yeah, I think... Because he's always... There's always that one player with Mourinho who he can just depend on to just follow instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mourinho just yeah. loves players that can follow instructions. He mm. did it with Jesse Lingard. Yeah. And now, look, he's gone and yeah. look at Jesse Lingard now. Yeah, I know. Playing like you. Yeah, you're right. Playing, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm playing. No, you're right. You're playing. Hang on. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> but um, throughout your career, what has been the, the best, like... Part of it was it uh, not slightly? Um, you, you, you mentioned I've it. had do you know what? When I was at Barnsley, I had a spell where I was unplayable. When I was mm. at Bristol City, I had a spell. When I was at Notts County, that was probably my longest spell. Yeah, and when I was at Sheffield United, I had a spell where I was unplayable. So, um, yeah, I've just, I've just enjoyed like being able to be out there and you know, and just enjoy myself. That's all. I was, as a kid, that's all I ever wanted to do. Mm. And to and I never ever thought. I mean, here's one for you. When I was at when I was at Mill, I signed signed YTS forms at Millwall first. Mm. And Mill will do this thing, or back in the day they used to do this thing where when they offered the schoolboys like YTS forms, yeah. Um, all the, the boys and the parents, they they make an evening of it. I think you told us about this, um, Channel Samba. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. How is Cherno? All right. He's good, man. Yeah. He's good. That was a good podcast. Yeah, he was a couple he was a couple of years younger than me, but yeah. Cherno, um, yeah, so Cherno knows. So and that evening, so like I was there with my mum and dad and mm. signed my forms, I was on a complete high buzzing. Mm. Got in the car, skinning pure tea. <laughs> my mum, my mum was at the front of my dad. She turned around and she was like, My mum's like a strict Jamaican woman. Mm. And she was like, Let me tell you this. Enjoy it now, but wipe that smile off your face because they said that you're not going to be a footballer. They gave you a contract because you're a nice kid. They don't think you're ever going to be good enough. Was that That's true? That's what one of my coaches said to my mum on the day that I was, one of the best days that I thought was going to be in my life, signing YTS forms. They said they did. And then from then, I just had so many people telling me I'm too small, mm. not strong enough, not good enough, this, that and the other. Because that was a thing as well. Maybe not so much now, but I know back when I was younger, especially, um, size was, yeah, was a lot. Yeah, it's a big thing. Do you get what I'm saying? And I was, and do you know what? I always used to look at, so when I was that age, I used to look at um, Sean Wright Phillips. Mm. And obviously he was like mm. on the, the higher echelon and like players and all the rest of it. Mm. I used to think like, we're the same build and like got the same attributes and all the rest of it. Mm. And I just thought, nah. And I just worked my nuts off. Mm. And been an international. I was going to mention like, that as well. Playing for Jamaica. Play, yeah. Like, and that's one of the biggest things that... How you play for that? Just 20? Like, 20 or 30 odd caps, I think I got. Mm. If England and Jamaica both came in at the same time to mm. play for us, would you pick Jamaica? You just never know until... Until, like, you're put in that, in that predicament, you know? It's just... 
think that's a difficult one to answer because you know with it when you got your heritage mm-hmm. like your mum and your dad and all the rest of it and see coming from a Jamaican background like that was a proud moment for the family me representing them you got England and you're just thinking of the exposure and all the rest of it so it's things that you got to weigh up mm. I think it's really difficult to answer that unless you're in that scenario I'd like yeah. to say that I'd like to think that I'd still choose Jamaica just yeah. because of I'm a proud black man proud Jamaican man um, and like playing for Jamaica was you know like Listen, playing for Jamaica, there was a lot of obstacles and hurdles, like That's playing right. for them. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> like you, you know what Jamaicans are like. Yeah. So um, very unorganised and all the rest of it. Yeah. And that just stemmed through the whole of the organisation. But let me tell you, it was still a proud moment. Mm. And singing that national anthem before every game, like the, the hairs on, on your skin, mm. like it was honestly, it was unbelievable. The fans were so passionate playing in a national stadium. Honestly, yeah. it was sick. It was unbelievable. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Who were the players that you? Had I played with all, all of like the like Ricardo Gardner, Ricardo Fuller, um, oh, Theodore Whitmore. Fuller's um, a proper Jamaican as well. What? <laughs> Them boys, man. Listen, training sessions used to scare me. <laughs> like we'd be training and like, listen, I used to think I was quick. Uh, imagine you're training with twenty big, fast, strong. Like, play, like all of them, like, just huge, quick, uh, powerful and strong. I used to just stand on the outskirts because they used to tackle, like, uh, wild, wild beasts, mate. Like, and the coach would say, Rice, come in the field, man. Get it. Like, no, there's, there's, there's a game tomorrow. I'm cool. No, man, you must. No, I was like, nah, I'm cool. It was crazy. Did you, what do you call it? Um, Marlon King, Richard Lang. Oh, man. Yeah, What's he doing now? Is he? I don't know what King is doing, to be honest. I haven't seen or heard from him in, in time. He just disappeared off the... Mm-hmm. Whenever I used to see Marlon King, I just always used to think, this guy's going to be on road after football, you know? Yeah. He was real, like... Yeah, he's, he's, he was my roommate for, for a long time as well, for going away with Jamaica. Mm. Me and King used to get on well, man. He was mad cool. Hothead, but mad cool. I remember, yes, a funny story. Back in the day, there was one girl... I used to be on She's older I like the older things So um, Yeah I just used to be Into this girl now And she was just like Oh um, No 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 You're too young You're too young But she used to flirt with me In that innit One day where I just saw I just saw her With Marlon King bro. And then She was looking All smitten in that And I was and One look, looked at me He didn't know me either, But he looked at me I was just I was like, oh man. So I think I've had a thing against him since then. <laughs> Kingy, King, like, good looking chap as well. Like, trust. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, like, it, so that was always one that you're going to battle against. With yeah. Him. You not played, um, you, your, your home matches were in Jamaica, right? You yeah, know, some yeah. countries they play abroad. Um, what was it like being out in Jamaica? Like, listen, you have, you, you have no idea. So, like, we'd, we'd link up, obviously, and, Fly over and then we check into the hotel. Then Did you not fly over together as well? Uh, the English based ones, yeah, yeah. Normally, like, unless like they were flying from Manchester or whatever, mm. but normally, like, we'd all fly together. And then the, the actual Jamaican ones, like, we'd all get in the hotel. And when I'm telling you, our hotel for that week when we was in the hotel was like a it was either a ghost town, yeah, 
where I mean like all the players would just disperse and go and see family, mm-hmm. Gyal, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. <laughs> or the hotel was like a shrubs where like they just have all their people coming in and you, you go in your room and there's like 20 people in your room just billing up and just chilling. You get me? It was like, it was, it was mad. But let me tell you, as soon as that game done, yeah, it was just a party. The parties that they took me to, the street parties, the dances, whew, like memories will never die. Yeah. What was your um your best game for Jamaica? Is there one that like, sticks out in your mind? Um, I remember when we played uh, Honduras mm. in a World Cup qualifier at the National Stadium. And do you remember um Palacios? Yeah, Wilson. Yeah, and uh Figueroa. May left is it May? Yeah, yeah. The left back. Yeah. And I was up the against one that was him. Hull or something. Yeah. Wigan, Wigan, yeah. And I was up against him. Let me tell you, and Palacios was playing like to the the left of a three. Is this Tottenham so, Palacios? Or? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was playing up against them two, and I I did some things to them. That day. <laughs> the, the stadium after that game, I was like a national hero. Oh, is it? Yeah, like they was going crazy for me. Crazy was mad. Wilson Palacios seems like the sort of player I wouldn't even want to like. He'll just he's clean my legs. Yeah, yeah. He's a, like, and that's the thing at international level. All them boys are like big. Strong, quick. Yeah. So like, no, nah, I, I I backed myself at international. I was really happy. Apart from when we played against England, mm. we caught. Remember that game at Old Trafford? I think we looked, what was it? I think it was seven yeah. 0 And but Beckham, that like crouch squad, like yeah, like yeah, a or something. yeah. We got licks that game, but playing <laughs> that game was that was serious. Oh, that must have been good because I don't know if if your people could come, but like it was on TV and everything. Yeah, yeah. So. I, had, I had all my family up there, all my boys, me and my boys stayed up, mm. had, a, had a wicked time. But like, I, like that game, I always used to say, oh, Lampard's dead. Lampard's not having him. He's dead. He's dead. That game, I was, after that game, I was like, Lampard's a bad boy. Is it? Yeah. Did Gerard play that much? Yeah. And Lampard just goals. Lampard, Gerard Beckham, Crouch. What, would you, right. after that game, would you say Lampard ahead of Skulls though? Are you mad? No way. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I thought that's what you're trying to say. No, 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 no. I just I just always used to see Lampard like never get involved in the game, just pop mm. up with a goal, yeah. which is a, a art. I don't, but, I don't think he was that player at all. Nah, but like that's how I used to see him. Mm. And then and, and then I played against him and I was like, Jamal, like liven yourself up. He's yeah. Proper, proper that's why when people tell me um about Lampard, all he does is score goals. I say you're doing him a disservice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lampard actually can play. Yeah, nah, he he he, yeah. he can play. He's a, he was a proper player, mm. and it took it took that for me to like just stand up and just say, yeah. What's goals like on that pitch? You can't you can't get near him. Mm. He's he's just he's a day ahead of everybody. <laughs> I'm telling you, a day ahead of everyone. Yeah. Joke. Last goal is my player. That game was so funny though. I remember watching it on TV. And I don't. Did you start that game? Yeah. Okay. So can you remember the national anthem for that game? Yeah. And then you know this Jamaican. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't know why, but the camera went to Beckham's face. The camera went to Beckham's face. And Beckham was just like <laughs> See, see that game, right? Uh we played, so we played England at Old Trafford that game. And mm. uh the week before we played um we played Ghana mm. uh, at Leicester. Yeah. And that national anthem, I swear to God. It was like a bashment tune. <laughs> like when, I can't even remember the brother who was singing the anthem, but it was going off. Yeah. Off. It was mad. It nah. was mad. 
Yeah, that, that, that game was, was so funny. And then when Crouch did his stupid dance. Didn't you just want to just rattle him when you saw him doing that dance? <laughs> just didn't have the chance. They but the thing just... is, you knew you weren't going to win that game, let's be honest. Yeah. You knew you weren't going to win that game. But 7 0 in that. Mm-hmm. Like, is your, is your head gone or is it just like, we weren't going to win anyway? Yeah, my head was spinning. Mm. It's embarrassing, isn't it? But, <laughs> but England are expected to win them games like that, though. No, not Jamaica, though. But then again, I'm I'm thinking more like the players who should... like Because Jamaica's got talented players, but that don't play for Jamaica. Jamaica's got talented players, but like these English... You've got in, these English players on two, three hundred grand a week. Mm. Like, they should be like that far. This is why England annoy me and frustrate me when they go to these tournaments and they don't cut it and all the rest of it. These players are exposed to the best sports science, the best training grounds, the mm. best everything, like uh, earnings. And like, they are exceptional players, but when they're not cutting it at the at that level, it, mm. it frustrates me. I think for me, it. I don't really support England. That's why. Mm. So it, it don't frustrate me. It, it frustrates me from a football fan point of view, just as a purist, they frustrate me because they do have the players. Mm. But I think you have to look at their management, number one. Mm. Number two, I think we downplay the um, the impacts that the foreigners have at their clubs yeah. on them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So when you take them away from certain players, I remember I used to say this about Lampard and that. At Chelsea, he used to be able to do what he likes. When I mean, you got Mikel, Makalele, them man, just... Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. yeah, and then when you come to England yeah. and you've got Scott Parker, just even Scott Parker could play, but he's no Makalele. Listen, yeah. please wash your mouth out because Scott Parker's a bad boy. He could play, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was a, but he's no Makalele. He's a general. Let he's me no tell Makalele. you. I know, but he yeah, but you say that, but Lampard, when you go to England, he's with next to Gerard and Scholes. And like you Scholes, can't downplay Scholes, them players. Like, them I know, players but the serious. job you ask, but it's different responsibilities. Oh, yeah, I just listen. I don't think England should have any excuses with all the resources they got, the money that they're getting, like everything's at their disposal. I just we call it the greatest league in the world, mm. and like we're just not replicating that. Is it the greatest league in the world because of English players? Though? Um, I don't think it's the greatest league in the world. What do you think is the greatest league? Spain, yeah. This, I think the Spanish and uh, I, I even prefer the German league. German, that's in the last two years, especially. Yeah, I think the German, I think the Bundesliga is serious. I think La Liga is the, the definitely the best, mm. and I think people like English. English football is the Premier League is good for me, but it's obviously because it's fast paced and competitive. Mm. Whereas, if you're looking at pure, sorry, pure quality of football, yeah, technical ability, yeah, and that, yeah, La Liga, hundred percent. That's why it's always funny when they they want Messi to come and play in the Prem for what. <laughs> His leg's broken. <laughs> did you agree with him winning um, Ballon d'Or? Oh, 100%. Oh, you did? Yeah. You're not a Van Dyke guy? Yeah, like Van Dyke. No, to like, win it, I mean. Nah. Like, this guy's numbers, like, it's not even real. Like, he's he's made, what is it, 702 appearances and scored like 670 as many, goals. Almost like, as many um, goals. And I think he's got 260 something assists. Like, he's an alien. Yeah. No, we had, I've got one guy in my group supports Liverpool. Liverpool fans don't know me, by the way. Um, was saying that Van Dyke deserved to win it and it was fixed and everything. And 
Then he started naming, oh, he was in team of the year. He was in, um, he won the Champions League, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he had a good season. Mm-hmm. But really and truly, as long as Messi plays, no one should ever win it above him. Do you get what I'm saying? When I watched that guy, did you watch the game at the weekend against Atletico? <sighs> like, like, <laughs> just have perspective in it. He's an alien. He's not real. <laughs> Is he the greatest player you've seen? Me and my boys are having this discussion. I'm a huge, huge R9 fan. Oh. Huge, huge R9 fan. So like for me, for like my top three in no order is sorry, my top four. <laughs> uh, like no one ever does it, not even nah, the top five. I said nah, four. Nah, my top four in no order this guy in there. is R9, yeah, Messi, yeah, Zizu. Okay, thank you. And yeah. Dino. Mm. That's my top four. And like I can't put them in any form of order. Yeah. Because like, I'm gonna upset somebody and mm. them them players there. Like there, there's no one, there's no other player in the world is anywhere. Maybe Cristiano because of his stats and all the rest of it, but pure ability, he's not even up there. Yeah, you got for me. I'll always put Cristiano in there just because of his like stats. Said, yeah, his yeah, stats and yeah, get me what natural football and ability yeah. and whatever. Zidane for me is the best ever. What greater than like number one? Yeah, for for me is number. But I'm what I like in football is different. No, no, so, no. Listen, oi, I can't, I can't, I can't argue with that because yeah. the way he played football, yeah, the way him and Dino kicked ball that is, is a joke to him. like, yeah, just it just looked so easy for them. Then you got R nine, like that was my hero. R nine mm. for me is like. He's just he's just there as R nine. Like yeah. it's R nine. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you ask me who my favorite player ever, like I said, Dan, I remember there was one game that's just solidified it for me. I don't know if you remember at Bernabeu against um, Man United. Yeah, of course. And he had Skulls, Keane, yeah, and yeah, Beckham yeah. around him. He didn't touch the ball. He just mm. did something, and everyone just backed off. And I was like, that's respect. The commentators started laughing. Yeah. But then you look at. Ronaldo going to Old Trafford and banging at Hatchet and everyone just clapping him off. These men, like, like Messi, Messi is, he's the only one in this era that can chat to them. The only one. Like, they, you don't, they, they just don't make players like them anymore. Mm. Of who would, would you say Mbappé though is? Not yet. No, not yet, but. Yeah. I he's, got, he's, he's, he got, he's got the potential, but not yet. I no. think he's the closest thing to R9 that I've seen. Not saying he's close to R9, you know. Yeah, yeah. The closest thing. Yeah, he's the, he's the closest yeah, thing to R9. R9. When he was at Barca and the things I used to see him doing. <sighs> and then when he messed up his knees, come back, still did it. I remember the first time that I ever saw him do that tic-tac. <sighs> remember that in the, in the Euro, in that uh, European Cup final when he was playing for, I think it was, at, was he at Inter? On the side. On the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went crazy. <laughs> no, I remember me and my boys in um it must be secondary school. We were we were watching him. Uh, this is when he's at Real Madrid, so secondary school, college. I don't know what wherever I was at. And he had the ball in the area. And my boy goes, Yep, it's coming. Cause my boy used to love his step over. They were quick. And once he did it, you couldn't touch him. Did it in the box, penalty, and I was like, Yeah, like you just, you just can't touch this guy. 
But yeah. Did you, thought... do you watch it? Do you have his DVD, El Phenomenon? No. What? I didn't have that DVD. I've got, I've, I'll actually download go on, that. Go, yeah, go, download that or go on YouTube or whatever. Like, I used to watch that before every game. Oh, is it? Every game. Is that what you learned most of your, like, yeah. that? Every game I used to watch that. Like, <sighs> he used to just inspire me. But you know who else I put up there? But this is just because of my biasness and whatever. You know Dennis Burkamp from me, yeah? Bad boy. Did you see the other week? We spoke about it on the podcast, actually. When they were talking on Talk Sport that he was overrated and and shouldn't be anywhere near the Premier League greats. Oh, like, whoever said that, like, just delete them. Like, but do you know what? As much as this pains to hurt me as well, who I used to love, Ian Wright. Ah, oh, come on. Of course. Like, That's right. That is, that come on. The way he used to kickball. And just, do you know what it was as well? The way he used to just have fun with it. Mm. Like, his celebrations and... Like, I've got the, the utmost respect for that guy. Yeah, no. He's an I'm a celebrity now, isn't it? Yeah. I want him to win. He was, he was, right. he was a bad boy. Just fits right. Who, who's your, like, who would you say the best player you played with? God, I've been asked this question so many times. That's a tough one. Like, the the, mo- the, the most obvious one is Scott Parker. Like That's why that, you say he's levels. He's like, on, honestly, like, you saying with or against? Against. Oh, against. No, when I say no, with, with, with. Yeah. Shame, shame. Scott Parker, like the most, the, the most complete midfielder I've seen. Where was this? At Charlton. He oh, honestly, oh, he, he was, he was a, he was honestly, and seeing him train day to day, he was. A, do you remember Klaus Jensen? Of course, with the bald head in it. They used to call him the Danish sedan. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Trust me, levels. Mm. He was a joke. They never give the ball away. Yeah. Was he there um, with that? Jonathan Johansson was yeah. there. Yeah, what was not, he the, like? not the not the best footballer, but just a goal scorer. Yeah, because I remember just he finished. used to just chip in with goals. Yeah, nick a goal. Um, this is this is probably be a strange one. <laughs> a couple of strange ones. Um, Paul Hartley, Scottish centre midfielder. He's a manager now, isn't he? Yeah, centre mid. Yeah. When I'm saying he, I was with him at Bristol City. Could not move. His passing range is probably the best that I've ever seen. I swear. Left foot, right foot. Never, couldn't move, but did not give the ball away. Shall I tell you, did you ever play with Matt Holland? Yeah. Yeah, so I had a game, um, it's like... Probably the worst players I've ever played with. Really? Crap. Do you know what? We had a game, um, like a YouTube game, about a year ago. And they had some players there, in it, And he was on my team. And he did. I was like, "What?" See, 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 Matt Holland, right? Do you know what? I used to think not he was what, so rubbish, but no, not one of the worst. That, that I'm being harsh. Not one of the worst players I have played with, but the most basic, yeah. I should say, because mm. all the the fans used to go crazy at him because he used to get the ball in acres of space, take touch, 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 and then go backwards, pass it back, <laughs> like or go side. He'd never ever drive with the ball, go forward. Made a living. He was just. He's one of them. He's one of them managers. Pet mm. because they, everybody wants a Matt Holland in their team. Mm. I mean, I remember when I was at Bristol City, we had Cole Scoose, same great ability, but like whenever you get the ball, it was just so safe. Mm. Everything was safe. Going back to your previous question, another player that I played with, like ability, a joke, Jose Baxter. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah. got done for like. Was that the Everton one? That's no, him. no, Newcastle. That's him. No, Everton. Was it Everton? Everton. Like he's let himself down so 
so much because you got obviously the, the drugs ban mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. But let me tell you, ability, <sighs> wow. He play. He's the closest thing that I've seen to be in Spanish. Just the way he receives the ball and everything, like mm. his first touch buys him seconds. You know what I mean? Mm. Like bad boy. He's at Plymouth now, and it's just oh, so he's still he's yeah, still he's playing. still there. Yeah, he's still playing, mm. but he should be. He should be like champ. He's a he. He's got the ability to play Prem. The ability, but how old is he now? Jose's probably like 25, 26. He's still he's yeah. still young. He's still young. What yeah. about against? Against, so I've played against your Ronaldo's and your Robinho's and what? Yeah, man, just 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 drop them names, bro. Yeah, I've played against like, like I've played against Liverpool's. I've beaten like Man United. I've beaten Liverpool. I've beaten Chelsea. Man, just um, drop Ronaldo, bro. Like, yeah, 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 Robinho. Yeah, Robinho was a Libby when he was at Man City. Played now that Barnsley played against Man City in a preseason friendly, and it was like he was on the beach. The stuff that he was doing. He was fully enjoying. Nah, better. So we're we're sticking with Ronaldo and Ronaldo, Robinho, um, Gerard, like Raheem Sterling, like when he when he was at Liverpool, mm. Daniel Sturridge. Could you see though from Raheem Sterling that he was going to be? I I just couldn't believe how sharp he was. Mm. He is mad, and do you know how strong he is. But side. you see that when he... When yeah, he, yeah, he is powerful. Mm. He is powerful. Okay, cool. So looking back on your career, and this is probably something that you've thought about, do you ever sit there and, and think, did I achieve everything I should have achieved or that I, I wanted to achieve? I think I overachieved. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I think I definitely overachieved. That's I never, so cool I, it. Yeah, I never in a million years thought I'd play at the levels that I did um, for so long as well. Mm. Like, play, like I play, I'll be honest with you, I played with so many players that, like, that I thought were a lot better than me that mm. have fallen by the wayside. Yeah. That have like dropped out of the game way before me. Like one of my best friends, like who I grew up with, used to live with Jerome Thomas. Mm. Oh, he's at Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I have no no problem in saying this. Like me and Jerome used to be tight, used to live together. Like he's still my boy, and that and mm. all the rest of it. Lived together, like grew up together. And I used to like when I used to watch him play. Like I used to like idolize the way he played, his mm. technique, and the way he used to move the ball and that. But he, for me, with the ability that he had, he still had a good career, mm. but he underachieved. Mm. For me, he un- I mean, he underachieved. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to see him leave Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he left Arsenal, went to Charlton. That yeah. what probably blocked my pathway going through. Oh, is it? Um, but we were still boys. Like, like it is what it is. And like for the time that we was there together, it was like we we had fun and blah blah blah. But that probably blocked my pathway. I might get him um, eventually. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Like he he talked some real stuff. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that was uh for me. He underachieved in his career. Like he had really good money, but I think that clouded what he mm. could have done and what he should have done. Yeah, personally. Yeah, obviously you don't know. So I was young then, so I'd, I'd, when he left Arsenal, I was, I was just like, why? Like Jerome, like his yeah. ability, like and like that's just one one player. I remember like, at West Brom, and they were, he did all right at West Brom, but he was better than them. Yeah, just, yeah. No, Jerome had mad ability. And I, I'm just saying him off the top of my head because mm. he's like a close friend. But like, it's people like that. that. So like going back to your original question, like, yeah, I think I've I've overachieved like 
I think I, I just grafted and worked hard to get where I have now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting you say that, man. That you overachieve. You normally hear people say they achieve what they wanted to achieve or they didn't. Yeah. No, I'm over the moon with, with what I <laughs> trust me. I have I, I do I couldn't look back and say my probably not that I reg, that I've got one regret. My one regret is never playing abroad. Mm. When I've had a couple of opportunities to go abroad, and I've never done that. And the other one, not a regret, but I wish I would have maybe waited a little bit longer as I should have stayed at Charlton a little bit longer mm. just to hold on because I think I would have got my opportunity to play yeah. regularly. But I was just so in a rush to just play mm. first team football. Why didn't you go abroad? Um, a couple of things. One, I squeaked it. And two... Chris Kawamia, when I was at Notts County, pulled yeah. the rug from under my feet. Like, um, had San Jose earthquakes. Yeah. MLS, like, they were really keen on doing something. And uh, he gave me a bad reference, said, like, I'm a bad egg. And Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really want to know what happened to you here <laughs> Chris Kawamia. Nah, nothing. Like, I'm keeping it real. It's just, like, we, we had words and, you know, like, when you just don't see eye to eye. Yeah. That was that was purely it. There was no, there's no un, real underlying. Was well, there something that triggered it for you to have those words, or just yeah, like I just thought that he was a part of why Keith Curl left, mm. and that didn't sit right with me, and especially when I thought that like we had something, we was gonna do something like good that year, mm. and I felt it just upset the apple cart, and that this the team was never the same. But you can um, do that when you're like the best on the team, though. Yeah, but that kind of affected me for a couple of months, and then um. Then the next season He was still there And then he got sacked Pretty early And then Sean Derry Come in He was brilliant for me as well Sean Derry was He was unbelievable for me um, He's probably a reason Why I got my move as well To Sheffield United Because he was great for me Was Keith Curl Your, your best manager? Um, I've had a few So probably Keith Curl Sean Derry Simon David When I was at Barnsley Like them play, Them managers That let me go And be free mm. Just let me be me Apart from Chris Cormonia mm. Who would you say not your worst manager, but managers that maybe just weren't the right fit for you, let's say. Um, maybe Nigel Clough. Really? Yeah. He was... Um, I, I didn't mind Cloughy, but... Um, he signed me, but like for some reason, it just didn't seem like he took to me. At one point, I was our top goal scorer. And uh, I think I'd scored like seven and ten, but he'd just do anything to leave me out. I was about, just about to say that. Like, he comes across as a manager who, if you're not playing, like, you won't know why. Yeah. Yeah, he'll never pull you. Yeah. Like, like, the team, like, he was big on doing everything himself. He'd never named the team the day before because he was worried about players telling their mates at another team, other mm. teams, this, that, and So we'd get to the stadium at like 10 past two. Normally, he'd like, on average, you'd get to a ground at like half one to prepare. Mm -hmm. He was like, nah, it's too early. Get there at like two, ten past two. Then you walk in the change room and the team will just be up on the thing, on the on the, on the the board. And like, he'd never pull you or anything and like tell you he's leaving you out or why or whatever. If, if you try to talk to him about it, what happened? I suppose if you talk to him, he'd, he'd talk to you. I never, I wasn't, I've never been big on that, going to a manager. Because it always feel like you're begging to play. Yeah. So like, and, and when you do get your chance, they're like, see, gave you a chance, you never took it. So like, I've just always just let my football do the talking. Mm. Have you got kids? 
Yeah. How many? Three. Boys? Two boys, one girl. Are your boys old enough to know if they want to play football or not? Yeah, I've got a 12-year-old. Does he want to play football? Yeah. He's good. He's decent. He's had trials at Leicester. Mm. Yeah. So would you want your kids to go down that route? If, if they, they wanted. Want I have no qualms in my in my boys being a footballer or not being a footballer. Mm. Just I want them to take the path that they want to take. Would you say it's it's easy? Not easy, but it's easier for younger boys to get into football teams because, you know, when their dad is a footballer mm. himself. No, not necessarily. I wouldn't say that, no. Because if one of your uh, one of your old club mates or friends. I think it's harder because there's going to be that much pressure on the boy and mm. all the rest of it. I think it will be, it's a lot harder if like people just sign in like my boys because like I'm Jamal Campbell Rice and whatever. Like there's a, mm. like, for example, we've got um, Tyreek Hyde at mm. Colchester. Yeah. Micah Hyde's son. So in straight away, people, Micah Hyde was a baller. Yeah. I never used to give the ball away. But Tyreek Ty is a completely different player to him. Mm. He's more of a number eight box-to-box midfielder. So, but straight away, people just compare him to his old man, which I think is difficult for the boy to go and create his own DNA. Do you think he feels that as well? Um, I think there'll be an element of that. Mm. Um, maybe subconsciously, he's he's trying not to think of, think it, but it happens, you know what I mean? Mm. But I think it's difficult. You just all... Like, my boy plays up front. Yeah. So straight away, he's completely different to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's... I think it is... I think it is tough. I think it is tough, yeah. Okay. So what's, what's, what's next? Just the coaching? Yeah. Coaching, just... See, listen... Are you in love with coaching, though? I, I'm... I'm... I am... I wouldn't say I'm in love with it. Like, I'm, I was in... I'm in love with playing football. Mm. Not in love with coaching, but I am. I've got a buzz off of it. But you still want to play? Yeah, I still want to play. How much longer you reckon you can you can go for now? I reckon I could play another year or two. Would Easy. you consider dropping down? Um, if it was right, if it made sense, then why not? Okay. How far would you go? Would you go down though? Uh, this is the thing because my frustration levels uh, would. Would get higher. I don't know. Just, <laughs> Trust me, I don't, would. Yeah, I don't know. It just depends if it if it made sense. Then, then why not? Who knows? Did you get so Colchester's coming with the player manager thing? Just to go back to Colchester, was it a thing where you weren't get getting offers? Or yeah, that's the thing. So in the summer, I went back to Barnet. Mm. Um, went back to Barnet, and like I know Darren Curry there, and a couple of my boys are still there at Barnet. So I was just um just ticking over, just keeping fit in the summer. Mm. So I was there and like he was just saying, look, you can just train here for as long as you want, blah, blah, blah. It'd be good for you to be in and around the boys and help us out and with your experience and this, that, and the other. Then literally, I was there a couple of weeks, two about three weeks. Mm. Then I got that call. So like but that was the only call that I had. Yeah. You get to this age, like I've had like people like I haven't got an agent anymore because I don't need one. I know enough people in football. Mm. But like speak to people and they'll be like, oh, we're looking for younger. And that was the general consensus that everybody wants younger now. Everybody wants that one that they think they can sell on mm. rather than pay Joe Bloggs 50 quid. They'd rather get a kid for 30 quid. Mm. You know what I mean? With that and potential sell on. It's funny you say it because when I look at your, um, what do you call it? Your wiki. I look at, 
So in Barnet, mm. 2018, 56 appearances. And literally, straight after Barnet, he just drops, like, in regards to how much you're being used and see so was that injury sorry, or was so that... I'll tell you what happened so when I was at Barnet when I first signed there I signed under Martin Allen mm. and Mad Dog mm. and he was he was top man to be fair yeah. like he is crazy mm. but I buzzed off him and then um, he left then we had a couple managers uh, we had Rod, Ross Eames was the latest one that come in and he was brilliant for me then do you know Graham Wesley he was the old Stevenage manager, like madman. Yeah. It, it was him and Dino Marmaria at Stevenage, like, like just nobody wanted to play under them. Mm. Anyway, Graham Wesley come in and we had we had a, a Barney from before when I was at Notts County and he was Preston manager. Mm. I broke one of his lad's legs, Scott Laird. Is a tackle. To be fair, I was blocking a tackle. He's crossed the ball and kicked me mm. and broken his leg. Did you do anything? So I've no, I've just basically stuck my foot out mm. and he's wrapped his foot around my leg and, and it broke. Completely unintentional. Did that do anything for you? Or was it like it was accident? It's accident. I haven't like gone in. Mm. Like he's kicked me. Mm. Anyway, so he's come in. Like me and him after that game had a row, whatever, whatever. He's come in as Barnet manager. Straight away, I was like, look, is it? I told, I said to him, is this going to be a problem? He's like, nah, nah. The past is the past. I was captain of Barnet this time. Yeah. Played every game. Was a top goal scorer. Mm. This was December coming into January. His first, I played every game. First game that he's in charge, dropped. Never touched a bit. <laughs> Second game, dropped. Then Lincoln and Carlisle come in for me. Mm. Uh, couldn't Lincoln and Barnet couldn't agree a deal. Ended up going Carlisle to the end of the season. Yeah. Under Keith Curl. Mm-hmm. Um, was injured a lot of the time. Probably, I think I made like five, six appearances. Um, but it got me away from from that manager. Mm. Then that was the end of that. And then, like, yeah. So last season was under at Stevenage, mm. and it was under Dino Dino Marmaria. Mm. Ironically, uh, Graham Wesley's assistant. For, yeah, and he just that me and him just did not see eye to eye. Yeah, he was just. I think I made like fifteen appearances. But he was a nightmare. Like, I'm, like, 36. And he's training me, like, like a 50... How he would a 17-year-old, 18-year-old. You're a big man now, you know, so... But he doesn't like that. He doesn't like people having an opinion. Mm. So because I'm quite vocal... Yeah, Mm. a lot of... But, like, I've earned the right to have a voice. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not going to hide that fact. Mm. So, like, I just wasn't used as much. But it was cool. Like, it's life, isn't it? If yeah. you want to use me, I'm here. If you don't, yeah, is what it is. I've had my career. I'm happy. Trust. But yeah, man, it's been an absolute blast. I can hear them outside. Mm. But um, hope you've enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Come back, man. Yeah, 100%. Come back. Or invite me. Yeah, come. Mm. Nah, I'll, I'll, look, you've said that now. Yeah, so. invite me. I'll cool. Be back. Cool. Be but um, yeah, guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. Um, we've got a couple more guests. We've got one massive one before the end of the year. Just trying to get over the line. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Keep like, subscribe, and sharing all that good stuff. And um, get at us. Get at Jamal. I'm going to put your Insta- you're on Instagram. Yeah. I'm going to put your Instagram and all your Twitter. Do you want to put it out? No? Or it's uh, going to be in the description anyway. So. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so you can get him, follow him. Hashtag counterattack podcast. And we're out. Oh, yeah.